Heidi ho ladies and gents, and welcome to the Agent Carter radio program by Fantastic Geek. We are the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me each week is one real ace, Pete. Pete, live and in studio. What's buzzing, cousin? Hey, Matt. Hey, everybody. Here to wrap up what was season one of Agent Carter. Indeed. Pete, we'll start with the season strengths. I thought there was a really interesting shape to this abbreviated season, particularly with how they introduced uh, some of the characters that were most important in the end. What was uh, what were some of the strong points in your book? I liked the approach that they took to some of the characters. I enjoyed what they did with uh, Sousa. Um, I also enjoyed that um, Howard Stark, and we were talking about this in our um, uh, episode 108 Valediction podcast that it's it's likely a factor of his deal and signing uh, Dominic Cooper as late in the game as they did. But I like that they didn't have to hang it on him so much. Um, you know, liked Chad Michael Murray more than I thought I would for what he was. And it, it was a fresh approach. I don't think we've seen a lot of things recently on TV like that, but it's Marvel, so it can be its own thing. Yeah, the, the idea that we kind of didn't know who was at the core of this for three quarters of it, I, I enjoyed that. Um, the fact that we met our baddie face to face well before the end. Um, I mean, I know, I know, Shield did that last season and whatnot, but I thought that, that was just a really novel approach, as opposed to you know your standard kind of CSI. You know, it's the clown nose killer. Who will he be? Um, same damn thing with the surprise killer. <laughs> What's that? That damn clown nose killer. <laughs> hug, hug. Um, same thing with kind of the surprise reveal of Dottie, um, which we were anticipating as we were watching, I think, certainly once we podcast. Listen, it. go go back and listen. Uh, who said the the night uh, that that uh, Kresminski was murdered, that that episode yep. aired, that that was very clearly a woman. We're going to shoot it from far away. Bum, bum, bum. You know, listen, I know the whole spoiler Pete thing and all that, but. You know, um, well, we both said that. We both, we both said, said that. it. Yeah. We both said it. Um, I, I think I, I don't know if that. Well, it's good for our analysis of the show that we both said that. Um, given that we are such uh, such champions of uh, of female equality and whatnot, I don't know what it says that we can immediately spot a a woman clad entirely in black, face covered, <laughs> lit only by shadow and wisps of smoke. We can immediately say that's a girly there. Well, I I think it was something they were foreshadowing. They they yeah. wanted that. Listen, if they didn't want us to know it was her, it could have been shot in a way, or that it was yeah. a woman, could have been shot in in such a way. But to have Krasinski capped by this mystery figure, and then a scene later, a beat later, we're meeting Dottie from Iowa for the first time. It's kind of like, hmm, okay. I can see the writing on the wall here, but you know, that was what it was. And you know, her, her arc, while not complete in a satisfying way, certainly got the job done. 
I agree. Uh, and I think another strength was the fact that it embraced the 1940s so eagerly. I think that you could have made a decision. It's just eight episodes. Let's not go crazy with a ton of standing sets. Um, now, maybe they had those discussions behind the scenes. I think of the Automat. The Automat was a place for Peggy to be the phone operator person. It was a place for her to be with a friend who was not part of this extraordinary world. It also was a place to meet uh, to meet um, Jarvis. So I see that. But they kind of really committed to it. Some of the endings that used uh, music from the period, uh, episode eight, the one that ended in the Automat, they just kind of... There was a flavor to this that uh, that that the producers and whatnot really committed to, and I've really appreciated that that they just they made it about the the time so profoundly. It it was a breath of fresh air. Like I said, we don't see many. I, I mean, name a, a period set action show on TV. Yeah, none okay. come to Outla- mind for me. Outlander, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Okay, and and there you're talking. All right, let's go somewhere rustic. We're in whatever century now. Okay, yeah, you know to set this. And again, you can tell when they're backlotting it and that kind of thing. Hey, out in the alley, Thompson gets the drop on Carter. Yeah. All right, we clearly know we're on somebody's backlot here. Okay, I think I saw the tour bus down the end <laughs> of the street just now. Okay, next stop, back to the future square. <laughs> Like save the clock tower, <laughs> but um, you know, like I said, it was a breath of fresh air. It was something that in, infused the viewers so different, different time frame to to take it back, and I think appreciated uh, and unexpected. Absolutely. Speaking of unexpected, Pete, I think for many of us loyal viewers, the the last waning minutes of episode eight, perhaps the waning minutes of the series. That was a bit of a surprise. And I read an article the next day or, or, or a day or two later. Uh, I don't remember the source. I'd gladly, I'd gladly mention it if I, if I did, um, even though I disagree with certainly the headline, but the headline was um, Marvel's agents of Carter shows the Marvel. <laughs> Let's try that again. Marvel's <laughs> agent Carter. See, we're already starting to slip back to the future, Pete. The, these 1940s radio programs are coming to an end. Um, Marvel's Agent Carter shows that Marvel TV is okay failing or something like that. This was not a failure of a season by no. any stretch of the imagination. No. It was fun. It was engaging. It touched a little bit on kind of issues of the time and whatnot. But let's talk about the way it ended. And I put out a call on uh, a call on Twitter saying... You know, I don't know that, especially after reading this article, I felt like my my opinion of the finale was starting to sink down. Uh, and, we, and we discussed it a bit uh, in the 108 episode. So I said, you know, kind of want to get some feedback from people. A couple people said, you know, uh, well, there was, there was one guy that was like, I have no problem with how it ended. I said, okay, that's an interesting kind of perspective there. Um, I also said, hey, kind of, you know, I'd be interested in the female perspective as well. We heard Pete from my pal and yours, Michelle, Inc. as Rain on Twitter, uh, agent number one in our books. And uh, here's what she had to say over a couple of tweets. She said, not going to lie, the quote, I know my value, no one else needs to think I'm capable, close quote, really rubbed me the wrong way. 
I thought it was a great hour of TV overall, but I'd have preferred Peggy to at least say something like, you can't change everyone or something like that. She should recognize that her lack of recognition is BS, especially from Thompson. If she's going to be Zen about it, fine, but this, uh, but it's not this objectively okay response. I completely agree with her. You and I have discussed, you know, if the senator came in and said, oh, Thompson, you did it, my boy. And he said, you know, I had some help from Agent Carter. That would have been such a moment of yes. character growth. Growth. You still could have had the senator say, watch a girl. Don't tell me that stuff. And just that slight hint of, hey, if you want the SSR to stay together, you have to keep up this facade. But instead, it's just back to every single character resets, Mm -hmm. which to me is the most unacceptable. You want to say to me, all right, her, the way she's received and her acceptance of it, that is the, that's 1946 and deal and Part of the part of the magic of the episode is for us to have this discussion and to be upset about it and to better appreciate what we have in the world today versus then. Okay, fine. That's a little artsy for me, but fine. To say to just reset every character where Peggy goes, Yeah, I can do stuff. Oh well. To have Sousa go, hey, it only took Matt, you know, it only took three agents dying for me to go, do you want to go on a date sometime? And then now Thompson is boy hero, but just in charge of the office. I'll use Michelle's words here. This this is not objectively okay. For Peggy Carter to be tearfully upset at moments in this series, and then to come to this realization at the end, it was against character. We called it out when we saw it. I think it's not set in any better with either of us over the yeah. past couple of days. Um, I I think it signals they know they're not coming back, um, and we can talk about the the long term prospects in a little bit. But I I was and we were so surprised because of the strength of the writing against the sexism and you know, everything that went on that you have to play around with because of the female lead in this time period. Well, and I'll admit I don't have the definition of the Bechel test in front of me, but I, I want to focus on something that you just said. Did they wonder if they weren't coming back? Because it is appropriate within the, the finite, perhaps ended, Peggy Carter story, at least at this point, to have her say goodbye to Steve in that way. If that, just as characters, as as kind of gender-neutral characters, if you will. But this is not a gender-neutral character. This is a female-driven show, a female character who's trying to overcome expectations of her day, a metaphor for women and anyone who somehow is different in their own environment today. And to end with her saying... With, to end with her, with, with her biggest focus being able to let go of a man who can't be with her and to have a good cry in a romantic location and to kind of be, be one with him and then to let him go. Again, I, there's a poetry there and I dig it. It's beautiful. But that's not my Peggy Carter. No. Over, he's been dead for a year or two. And I'm, I'm not trying to say there's a, 
the, you know, a time limit on how long you can mourn someone or love someone. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying this is a constructed fake show that I want to get some stuff out of. And I don't like that she was – I don't like that the last we saw was her crying and dealing with the fact that she doesn't have a boyfriend anymore. That wasn't it for me. I, I found the, the the crying and the that was closure to, to dump the blood and everything there. It wound up in the right hands and all of that. After the strides that she had made and the struggle for acceptance that she went through to be zen about, I know my worth. No, she wants them to know her worth. Right. They should know her worth and acknowledge her worth. Yeah. And that's what didn't happen. I think, Matt, I think that scene was a product of not just, you know, all right, we're we're we may not come back we probably won't come back i think it was also a product of where they set this in the in the timeline we thought going in this was going to happen post one shot it happened pre one shot despite the fact that they used footage from the one shot before the first show airs um so i i think i i applaud them for what they were able to do you know wedging into that time frame but the extrication of it made it cumbersome. I'm reminded of the not particularly great original Star Trek episode, Let That Be Your Last Battlefield, which I think is the one with the, the That guy is who's... the black people on the one side, the white people on the other side, and then the other race where it's reversed. Yes. Right. And it's not a great episode, and it's a little goofy and over Bite the top your with the makeup. Tongue. But anyway... But there's the moment in it where despite the fact that it's season three and they don't have enough time to shoot the episodes and writers – there's multiple problems with that season and the episode not great. There's that, there's that moment where Frank Gorshin is saying, don't you see what's wrong? He's white on the right side and black on the left side and I'm black on the right side and white on the left side or maybe I mix the you – know, whatever. And there's this moment where you go, oh my goodness, even though it's men with face paint and leotards on – this is trying to really be about something and they've just deconstructed an issue of 1969 to a ridiculousness where despite the fact that the makeup is lousy, you go, these guys are, we didn't even notice that the the white and the black were on different sides of their faces. That's because this issue that it symbolizes is ridiculous. I am disappointed that Agent Carter never quite went there to some degree. That for all the fun that 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 it has in it, and I, you know it's true of Shield as well, but at least Shield you could say, well, they're a government agency, and they're kind of occasionally exploring the nature of that and 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 public good, and and I understand that this is not the the Marvel TV is not out there to you know law and order it and say, oh my goodness, now we're going to talk about what it's like when a mechanic you know goes too far, and you know something like that that's really contemporary, but. Given that they didn't end on any sort of, in my opinion, note that was affirming to women who are looking to advance beyond their current station, I, I find that as a as a disappointment. I'm just, again, surprised they came back to where they were. She fought so much to change. I mean, listen, they didn't even think she could have been the person that they were looking for this whole time because they were dismissive of her. 
And then, but now I know my worth. Yeah. Okay. I just got a, 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 an ask out from the, the crutch guy in the office. It, it just felt like, I, I think I understand what they were trying to go for that, you know, she doesn't need the spotlight and to just let her off that way. Because again, you're bookended by the fact that we know in the one shot, she's back to answering the phones. So it had to break there. I just think you could have achieved a modicum of respect that she wasn't shown there. Again, the proposed ending that you were talking about where Agent Thompson says to the senator, well, I had some help from Agent Carter. And then you could have left it to him to be sexist and said, you know, I, I go back to the, What's your name, honey, from the Roxxon yes. magnet? My name is Agent. You know, we, we could have resonated there and instead, well, I know who I am. Mm. And I mean, look, I don't, I, I, this is probably quickly grasping farther than the show can go, but we are defined by the people around us, good and bad. And to pretend that that's not the case, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, Pete, speaking of pretending about things that aren't the case, there were a number of tweets when I, uh, in response when I shared the ratings for 108. One in particular said, this show is too good to cancel. The bottom line is this. Somebody has to pay for this. And I don't know about you, Pete. I'm not in a position to pay four to six million dollars an episode to get eight more. The reality is also this has not been well well watched. The finale, I believe, was a 1.3 rating yeah. with 4.0 yeah. million viewers. I saw that and I it, I was with great sadness that I read that update from TV by the numbers. Based on my understandings of TV economics, it's not coming back. Are there some asterisks that we could discuss? Sure. And I think that they're worth discussing. But just right right off the bat there, after eight little episodes, not like, uh, kind of went down at the end. The 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 life cycle of that show was to end with a one three and four million viewers. I'm sorry to say, I think that's it. We leave her on the bridge. Maybe we'll see it in some of the upcoming movies or whatever, but that's it for Agent Carter, the TV series. We will see her in the upcoming movies. And, you know, as I stressed in our podcast for 108, I do think there exist scenarios where the show comes back. But if I'm handicapping, we're talking 15, 10%. And if you're coming back, you do it anthology style. You set it in the 50s or the 60s. You, you mix it up and you hope to reinvigorate it i don't think the show as constructed could have continued it was not a 22 episode show it was a limited run we knew this going in and you know the idea i i've warmed to the idea that this could be a multi-season show when i came in with the expectations that this was eight episodes and out and that that had been the expected expectation from the studio and the people behind it i think the process of making a TV show, you like what you do, you like what you're cranking out, there's reception, but the numbers, Matt, they're not there. 
if there's an asterisk, it's the fact that all of this is done in-house with Disney money. So does ABC Studios offer it to ABC Network at a reduced rate? Gee whiz, I bet somebody could make them have that discussion. Is it an opportunity for Marvel to license to ABC Studios, to ABC Network? Uh, there's all that kind of lawyerly Hollywood minutia stuff. So I think that that, whatever percentage point I would put on it, which I would probably say 70% canceled, 30% renewed. I mean, if, if that increases it, maybe it's by a bit, but there's just not a big audience there. And I think that as a network person, you can say, what if it's under a 1-3 next year? What if it opens at a 1-3? Then we're losing money. We're not even going to break even. I think it stands alone at, at what it is and what it was. It was a limited run series. They nicely broke up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They had tipped their hand by having her show up twice in the show, virtue of the fact they were filming concurrently. And it's a nice little thing. Uh, I, I think it undermined a little bit itself by the way it ended. Like I said the other night, I stand by it. I look forward to owning my Blu-ray and, and popping it in and enjoying what was Agent Carter. And I look forward to being reunited with uh, the character in the next two movies. Next two? Oh, wow. The, th the things I learned from talking to Spoiler Pete live and in studio. <laughs> by the way, Pete, before we truly start to wrap up this first season of uh, Agent Carter, just a quick reminder that uh, we'll be continuing the adventure on uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. If you search iTunes, you'll see the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, the Daredevil podcast, our pop culture podcast, where there's kind of just a catch-all of all the podcasts that we do, whether it's TV series or, or other pop culture uh, events. But, Pete, I know that we will definitely be back to talk about, uh, to talk about news, hopefully with news that there will be Agent, uh, Agent Carter Season 2, We'll be back with May about that because we're all about season two. Well, we talk about the prospects for season two. Matt, let's talk about Fantastic Geeks prospects. Indeed. If you'd like to help us with our seasons, all our little projects, all our giveaways uh, and whatnot, please, please, if you've enjoyed what we've done so far, head over to patreon.com slash fantastic geek. It's an opportunity for uh, for you to help us out with our, our bandwidth and storage costs, our prize costs. And uh, we also have, uh, have a couple ways to say thank you for your help. Uh, don't want to uh, don't want to spoil what those might be. Those are kind of ever increasing as well. So please patreon.com slash fantastic geek. With that, Pete, one more time, just want to mention that we are going to uh, return with news, good, bad, or ugly, uh, uh, for whatever the fate of the Agent Carter series will be. It's almost certainly going to be announced within the first half of May. Uh, the cutoff, for those of you that don't know, uh, always is uh, the uh, upfronts to advertisers when they go to New York and say, here, buy time on this show, um, buy commercials. Uh, that's always done, usually around May you know, 13th, 14th, 15th, whatever that week is, the, the networks take their turns. That's kind of that line in the sand where sometimes you're renewed before that, but if you're not on the schedule at that point, that's it. So we will, Pete, I can't imagine that we wouldn't update same day because it'll be either right. yippee, see you soon, or or one final goodbye. Yeah, and uh, it's a sad reality of this business, but again, you know, it, it happens, and uh 
Matt, don't cry because it's over. Be happy that we had it. Absolutely. But Pete, you know what people can continue to have is interacting with you on the Twitter telegrams. How can they how can they talk with you? Well, you can find me on the Twitter at Peter P I E T E R J K E T L A A R K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R. Five thousand two hundred seventy seven followers. Can't be wrong. While I am personally on the Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the radio program now and even in the future by being in touch with Fantastic Geek. That's fantastic with a PH. You can send an electronic letter to us on the Gmail, post a note on the dot com, or keep on tweeting those telegraphs to the Twitter. Pete, is there anything else? I'm st- I still don't understand this book thing. You each week, it's like it's not the telephone book, but it's kind of, you people can write in it. So it's like a it's like a diary. You update your status, Matt. You're referring, of course, to uh, Facebook. On Facebook, you can find Fantastic Geek again with a PH. Um, just go to facebook.com forward slash Fantastic Geek. All one word. Like us, and you will be connected with us another way and be able to interact basically if you don't leviathan wins (laughs) and don't forget fantastic geek is the way to go with that i will perhaps for the final time say good night good life goodbye to one and all and pete with what perhaps less wacky perhaps more somber perhaps amusing i don't know with what words will you close tonight i know my work (laughs) 